Welcome to the LVR Podcast, a podcast designed for Australian mortgage brokers made by brokers. We're here to help answer your questions with solid industry answers. Learning, validation and respect. Now here's your hosts, Ruan Berger and Marissa Schultz. Welcome back for our final episode of 2022, where we're... Give us that music, wait. Oh no, that's the wrong one. That's that's the one we're after. 2022, we got to the end. Well done, everybody. Uh, So this is our wrap-up session for 2022. It's been a massive year, hasn't it, Rowan? Yeah, no, it's been unreal. It's... The things that have happened, I think it's happened faster than we all anticipated. Um, you know, you talk to economists and they say 2024, next moment, it's one rate rise after the other. So, yeah. Yes, I know. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. So what we thought we'd do today is wrap up some of the top takeaways or the top things that have changed, I guess, over the course of 2022, um, just to have a bit of a summary of the year and uh, look towards 2023. So, Ruan, do you want to start us off? What were your big, you know, big ticket items that happened during 2022 or some of your big takeaways? Yeah, I think recruitment has been one for me. Um, mm. Looking at a lot of businesses, there's clearly been this this um, opportunity where people have gone, you know, we, we need to recruit. But then also the flip side was we can't find people to recruit. We can't find good staff. Yeah. Uh, we seem like we have to pay overs to get good staff. And I think if I look at any of those things, one thing that stood out to me was the recruit to fill versus the recruit to grow. Yes. Um, it's a moment in time where they were just busy and everything is going on and they go, we need people, we need people because I've got so much things going on. And not taking maybe a step back so you can take two steps forward going, these things are going to keep happening if you don't follow a process of recruitment. And recruitment isn't the, the call to action. Recruitment is merely the process for the call to action, which is the employment. Mm. So I think it's uh, a lot of businesses I work with, it was slowing down this process and therefore recruit to grow, recruit to retain and recruit to perform. Yep. Really building these things into different parts just to pay attention and go, you know, what does our culture piece look like? What is the market seeing us, us at? You know, what is the story we tell? And are we delivering on that story? So take a bit more time than just saying, I've got to recruit someone just to help me. And um, so just on that point, Marissa, I've also I talk about the art of training versus the science of sharing. I just found more people are doing better when they share their roles versus yeah. just try and train someone and because that's a quick fix. The quick fixes just didn't work. And yeah, yes, yeah, so recruitment is a big play for 2022. And I believe it's going to become bigger for 2023. Absolutely. And I, I think what you said before was, you know, hit the nail on the head with um, the, the problem or the trouble that many brokerages have had recently in 2022 has been, they've been so busy and they've just been trying to mm. desperately fill gaps that they needed in their business just to keep up with things. Yeah. And when you're desperate to hire someone, that's the worst time to hire someone, isn't it? Oh, you know? Wishful thinking. You, you want to hire someone um, with a strategic hat on, thinking long-term, preferably before you're desperate for them, uh, yeah. so that you've actually got time to invest in them and, and train them up and get them ready. So yeah, I, th- I agree with you. Recruitment's been a big challenge in 2022 and will continue to be a big challenge in 2023. Yeah. And it's important for um, all mortgage brokers if they are wanting to grow their teams to look at what their employee employer value proposition is to their employees, uh, to their team, 
to make sure that they're attracting the right people to their team. So that's a great one. Yeah, that's it. And the job versus the career, so to speak. Now, on that note, what was one that stood out to you, Marissa? Well, I mean, look, you know, over the last 18 months, property values have increased almost everywhere in, you know, Australia. So that's Mm. been great for mortgage brokers, obviously, because even if they weren't increasing their loan volumes in terms of their number of loans, their loan volumes and settlements and probably their income has probably grown as a result of you know, a higher average loan size and, uh, you know, higher property values. Uh, So mortgage brokers have probably enjoyed the ride of that, but that's coming to an end. I mean, it has come to an end in in many states. And And with a bang. I guess, you know, (laughs) with a bang. That's right. And interest rates are now increasing rapidly, which is going to be decreasing people's borrowing capacities. So instead of the situation we had in 2022, where people's borrowing capacities were increasing as rates were reducing, now we've Mm. got rates increasing and people's borrowing capacities are going to be reducing. So I guess the big takeout for me is, okay, well, it's great that we enjoyed it while it lasted, but that wasn't sustainable. So now we need to make sure moving into 2023 that we're looking at other strategies to grow our business. We can't just rely on property values continuing to grow, interest rates continuing to drop because they're not going to do those things in 2023. Um, So that's, that's, I think, a big takeaway for me to make sure that you know, your business is sound moving forward in a more stable property market. Yeah. And Marissa, so on that point, is it fair to say then from what you see, and um, I can only share with what I see in the market as well, but there's a lot of brokers, broker companies, leaders out there that don't seem to be too faced with what is happening. They understand the consequence to the client. They they well adverse in respect of servicing those clients. But it's almost fair to say that because you've been here before, you've seen it before, this is not something that makes them panic. It's something that makes them embrace this moment for what it is to be that better broker for their clients. Absolutely. I mean, to be a great broker and have a sustainable long-term business, you've got to be there for Mm. the clients through the ups and downs and you've got to be doing it for more than the money. You know, you've got to be in there to support your clients with whatever they need support in, uh, regardless of whether that's going to earn you commission or not. And, you know, this is all just part of the normal cycle of the property market, the normal cycle of the economy. Uh, Those brokers that have been around since, you know, the GFC would feel like, okay, well, we, you know, we we know what this is like. We know what happens when interest rates rise and we know how to tackle that. So, you know, there will be a lot of brokers in the market out there who have never experienced a rising rate environment. So this is all going to be very new to them. Mm. And that's going to be important for them to be supported and make sure that they've got the right uh, education that they're providing to their clients around what it all means and um, that they, you know, understand how to support their clients in this type of environment. But also their capacity to grow is second to none. In this, they're going to learn so much. Mm. They're going to grow so much. Absolutely. And and the best part about it is you're growing with clients. You're growing in an industry. It's it's all wins. It's, um, you know, we can look at these things in any which way. But these markets, this was always going to happen. It was just, you know, as you said, we just enjoyed the moment. Yeah. But the moment was always going to come to an end. And when it did, we we had to be what we were. We had to be advisors and brokers. We had to be able to to be good counsellors to a certain extent. This market is making us counsellors. You know, we have to pay more attention. Yeah, and I think when everything is going up, it's really easy to do well as a broker. Yeah. But moving forward in 2023, I think, you know, it is going to separate out the good brokers from the mediocre ones because 
there's a lot of competition in in our market in terms of broking space. Yeah. Not as many borrowers are going to have the borrowing capacity. They're not going to be as as likely to want to sort of, you know, the, the rate of buying properties may reduce. So it's going to be more about, you know, making sure that you're the best broker you can be. Oh, and to add on to that, I mean, you talk about the avalanche of 2023. Um, there's so many people coming <laughs> off fixed rates. That, that in its own yes. is, you know, we're talking about a wrap up in 2022, but you cannot discount or miss the point that the avalanche is coming. The fixed avalanche is coming. It's upon us. Um, anyone with those top of clients, you've got to be proactive. 2022 is not yet done and dusted. Be proactive with those clients. Start advising and educating them in respect of how this could change for them and what such a change look like and what it may mean to them and how you can be of assistance one way or another. Absolutely. Definitely something to look out for in 2023 moving forward. Uh, what was the other big thing for you, Ruan? For me, it was just um, tech. I think um, it's, you know, I'm I'm one of the dinosaurs. Um, I'm clearly <laughs> one that felt I was maybe born 40 years to too late, um, would have liked not to have a computer. <laughs> so to say, um, it's still, I look at this tech and I look at being in a fortunate position as a broker's friend, sitting on the outside looking in and being able to do that hover, do that helicopter review, bird's eye view if you like, on tech and go, it does allow everyone broker now to to almost do things a bit better. And if you can do things better for the client, then there's more value to the client. Mm. I think that's fantastic. And it also, I believe, and this is the part of tech that I like, um, and I won't say I'm always conscious about where, where tech becomes such a defining part of what we do. And if it defines us, it can also control us. And I'm quite always conscious about that and concerned about it one yeah. way or another. And like you said in one of our sessions, you know, um, it's exciting, but it's also scary. And I think yep. <laughs> I'm 100% on you on that one. However, I do look at the market where in seven out of 10 people going to brokers, um, you know, we're in a market where compliance, we, we got to sell so much more compliantly that a system like that can assist us to protect our clients and mm. ourselves. Yeah. So we, you know, you think of a lead flow, deal flow, workflow system, and you think of a platform where it allows you not to drop the ball. It allows you to do what is right. Um, all these things can only be a good thing when you, at the end of the day, got to pay attention to your blind spots. And if tech is allowing you to pay attention to your blind spots so that you can still do what you do best, which is building connections mm. for future lending and connections for future wealth creation, all the different models that's out there for us as brokers to take advantage of. I think tech has got to play in this market as long as we pay attention to the right things and do it for the right reasons. Absolutely. I think, you know, tech's been a, a big thing in 2022 and we've seen the emergence of lots of new technologies and we're going to continue to see the emergence of lots of new technologies moving forward. And the hard thing about that for brokers is to navigate through the noise to work out which tech is good for them to apply in their business yeah. and which tech they should avoid. And, you know, it's yeah. normal, I think, for brokers to feel scared of, of what's coming from a tech perspective. But I think what we've learned in 2022 is that we have to embrace technology to the extent that it helps us to improve our client experience and it helps us to increase our efficiencies and productivity. And then we have to look at what value we are adding to the customer that can't be replaced with technology. Yeah. So that's really, you know, the key learning for me from a tech perspective in 2022 mm. and what we need to take into 2023 because let's be honest, there is a lot of tech disruption 
coming oh. and we need to be prepared for that and make sure that we can have sustainable businesses utilising the best of that and also, you know, adding value that tech can't replace. Yes, one more thing that I saw in 2022, which gave me a lot of comfort and almost gave me goosebumps to a certain extent. A lot of tech is really paying attention to the broker and mm. trying to get the broker's review and the broker's view yes. in respect of if their tech is hitting the market. And I think that's that's a good thing for us to know that we have a say in these tech. If we do it for the right reason, if we follow it for the right protocol, these techs could really complement our proposition, not define it, complement. Absolutely. And I think that's where I'm liking the tech play. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that yeah. came up for me in 2022, which is a bit of a passion project of mine or a, a passion interest, <laughs> is that there was a bit more of a spotlight on diversity and inclusion and, and work-life balance. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really good thing. I mean, we actually saw the number of females in the industry uh, drop as a percentage, so that's not a good thing. Yeah. But I feel like as an industry where uh, talking about it more, there's more awareness around it. Um, more business owners are willing to embrace bringing diversity into their into their teams, which is fantastic. And I think, you know, as a result of COVID, probably in particular, there's been more of an emphasis on work-life balance and mental health. And I think that that's really important, particularly for brokers, because let's face it, being a mortgage broker can be a bit lonely at times, especially if you're doing it on your yeah. own. And it can be hard. Yeah. And we do work long hours as well. So it is important that we are you know, finding the right balance between work and, and family and all of our other commitments and making sure that we're looking after our own health. I agree with that. And I I still do believe as much as we are willingly to do things and as much as we're willingly to support things, there's still, there's still a long way to go. Mm. And I think for me personally, if I say long way to go, I think it's the blueprint of how diversity could be implemented. You know, we're talking about vision. Vision is we want to get somewhere in respect of diversity, strategy. What is the strategy? What do we implement? And then pay attention to the tactics so we can observe and see where can we go better. And I think that's this piece for me that's still a little bit a puzzle that I can't yet see how that looks. And I think it's it's awesome to see there is so much more getting done about it. But I do believe that that playbook is something that we need to pay attention to because I think if you went to a lot of business owners and say, here's a way to do it. Mm. I believe there'll be a lot more buy-in versus, you know, it would be great if you do it, but if I, I know what I know and I don't know what I don't know, where do I start? How does it work? I still have to run a business. I yep. I still have to wear this hat, that hat. And I just think that blueprint, that playbook would be a great, if that could be something in 2023 that comes, comes a bit to the forefront, mm. it would be an amazing thing. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there definitely is still some fear around it, but I think that we're moving forward in the right direction. Yeah, no, 100% agree with that. How about you? Do you have another one for us, Ruan? Yeah, I, I think for me at this stage, it's uh, changing markets. We we talk about, you know, the lending and everything. Mm. I think the thing that we didn't pay attention to and a lot of people are starting to see is lead flow. Yeah. For the first time, lead flow has become something that more people are bringing up because, you know, mm. when it was good, uh, you didn't have to talk to the <laughs> agent, you didn't have to talk to planner, the accountant, business just fell on your desk. Yeah. Now, for the first time, there's more and more brokers out there asking questions in respect of where do I get my lead flow from? And yeah. I think with a lead flow proposition, one of the things I've paid attention to in 2022 and with companies I work with is less is best. You can't be all things to all people. Mm. Understand who you want to deal with. Make sure that the the character code, everything, the standards, that applies. 
because it's great to refer to people that you believe care as much for a client as you do. It's great to receive referrals from people that care as much for a client as you do. So I think lead flow for me 2022 has highlighted as the market gets tougher and you can have an awful lot of activity talking to people that doesn't transition to loans, you need a more steady lead flow. You need a, you need a better lead flow. Yeah. So I think lead flow for 2022 has become a bit of a highlight and will be interesting to see how that transpire and transition into 2023. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just comes back to what I said earlier that you know, people are going to have to be a bit more strategic about managing their business yeah. and growing their business moving forward because it's not going to be as easy as it was when the market was so strong and when, you know, there was just so much demand. And is it fair to say, Marissa, if, you, if we talk about tech just for two seconds, people are scared of tech too, you know, as much as we feel, mm. you know, enlightened by it, we also feel a bit confronted by it. Oh, definitely. Here's the best part about lead flow. Lead flow is a very hard thing through tech. I've come to realize hmm. it's um, over the years, if I've learned anything and you look at the top of lead flow, you can get at a very low cost point. It's, uh, I mean, you, you know, think even if someone were to refer to you and you have to pay them, you pay them for business you get, not for business that may or may not eventuate. Hmm. So if you think from a lead flow point of view, it's still about judge and juror. It's still about your capacity. It's still about your personality. It's still about your commitment your, your ethics, all those things are what creates a good lead flow. So as brokers, we very much still have this market sewn up in a way that we can create the delivery. We can create, you know, the uh, um, how we at the end of the day enhance the client experience. So lead flow for me, 2022, because it's become something that's been highlighted, I think 2023 businesses will start paying a lot of attention to it because not because they want to, but because at the end of the day, they have to, to ensure that they become more sustainable when other things is less frequently to control. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I guess the other big thing that's happened over, you know, recent times is there's been a bit, you know, a consolidation of businesses in our industry. Yeah. There's been a consolidation of aggregators, a consolidation of mortgage broking businesses. Lenders, banks. <laughs> Lenders, banks, consolidations everywhere. <laughs> And it's really interesting because that's obviously setting a tone for, you know, potentially what's ahead. Yeah. It's getting harder and harder for the sole broker, you know, the sole operator out there to operate effectively, meet all their compliance requirements and, and do what they have been doing in the past. So it'll be interesting to see moving forward, are we going to see less, um, you know, sole operator brokers and more uh, groups? I'm finding that as a, a very interesting uh, take away from 2022 yeah. as we're seeing that consolidation happening. What's your thoughts on that, Rowan? Uh, I think at the end of the day, everyone for their own. Um, I believe if someone is good enough to to run a business, they're going to keep on running a business. Mm. Um, I believe if someone feeling overwhelmed in respect of what is in front of them, that's going to be the challenge if you know, at the end of the day, are good enough to run a business plus being a broker because they are two different yes. hats, whether we like it or not. Definitely. You know, um, it's it's easy it's easy to have the pay ticket and, you know, know this is what I earn. It's another thing when basses and everything starts kicking in. Um, so many people don't like the idea of having staff. Why? Because it's another problem. Truth be told, it's only a problem if systems aren't set. Mm to justify that journey, that career path, you know, is it just a job or is it a career path? You've got to have clarity on those things. And I believe with that consolidations, it's willpower and brain power, if you ask me. It's, uh, you know, the two or three brains are better than one. Yeah. So these companies are looking at it and say, 
We could be more influential. Mm. We could have a better story in respect of our culture just if we join forces. And by that amalgamation, if you like, um, we almost become stronger overnight. Yeah. And I think that's that's why I think this market has become quite privy to that opportunity of if seven out of 10 people are using a broker, let's be the best brokerage. Let's not just be a broker. Yeah. Horses for courses. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you have any other takeaways for 2022? That everyone should just have a splendid time with their families over Christmas and New Year's. Yes. Recharge, rejuvenate, <laughs> come back better. You know, the best versions we are is what makes us brokers. And it's uh, coming back, you know, making sure that you're ready for 2023 and you take it on open eyes and do the best you can by every one client you engage with. I absolutely agree. Um, it's so important for you to continue to operate with passion and mm. add value to your clients. You need to look after yourself and take a break. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, especially important if, you know, it's been a very, very busy year for for mortgage brokers all over Australia. So make sure that you take some time off, turn your phone and emails off and enjoy some quality uh, time with the family, just resting and recovering and getting yourself refreshed for what will be a very interesting 2023. Yeah, no, 100% agree with that. Thank you so much for your support over 2022. Thanks all. We plan to continue bringing you these podcasts in 2023 and we're hoping that they're of value to you. We would love to hear your thoughts on what episodes you've liked, what episodes you'd like to hear more of, what sort of topics you'd like to hear more of because these podcasts are for you. We're trying to deliver value for you. So any feedback you can give us would be appreciated. But we do want to say thank you for your support and we will see you again in 2023. Thank you all. Merry Christmas, everyone. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the LVR podcast. We hope you gained massive value from today's episode. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Success and Broker and The Broker Journal, driving broker routines and behaviours for better client outcomes. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'd appreciate if you gave us a five-star review. That way, it'll help others who would value this content too. We'll join you in the next episode.